You are listening to Samuel Brock Flynn Show. We are going on air in a few minutes. Please wait. And we are live! Morning. Delight thyself also in the Lord. PSA underscore 37 to 4. The teaching of these words must seem very surprising to those who are strangers to vital godliness, but to the sincere believer it is only the inculcation of a recognized truth. The life of the believer is here described as a delight in God, and we are thus certified of the great fact that true religion overflows with happiness and joy. Ungodly persons and mere professors never look upon religion as a joyful thing, to them it is service, duty, or necessity, but never pleasure or delight. If they attend to religion at all, it is either that they may gain thereby, or else because they dare not do otherwise. The thought of delight in religion is so strange to most men, that no two words in their language stand further apart than holiness and delight. But believers who know Christ, understand that delight and faith are so blessedly united, that the gates of hell cannot prevail to separate them. They who love God with all their hearts, find that His ways are ways of pleasantness, and all His paths are peace. Such joys, such brimful delights, such overflowing blessednesses, do the saints discover in their Lord, that so far from the serving Him from custom, they would follow Him though all the world cast out His name as evil. We fear not God because of any compulsion, our faith is no fetter, our profession is no bondage, we are not dragged to holiness, nor driven to duty. No, our piety is our pleasure, our hope is our happiness, our duty is our delight. Delight and true religion are as allied as root and flower, as indivisible as truth and certainty, they are, in fact, two precious jewels glittering side by side in a setting of gold. Tis when we taste thy love. Our joys divinely grow. Unspeakable like those above. And heaven begins below. Evening. O Lord, to us belongeth confusion of face, because we have sinned against thee. Dan underscore 928. A deep sense and clear sight of sin, its heinousness, and the punishment which it deserves, should make us lie low before the throne. We have sinned as Christians. Alas! that it should be so. Favored as we have been, we have yet been ungrateful, privileged beyond most, we have not brought forth fruit in proportion. Who is there, although he may long have been engaged in the Christian warfare, that will not blush when he looks back upon the past? As for our days before we were regenerated, may they be forgiven and forgotten, but since then, though ye have not sinned as before, Yet we have sinned against light and against love light which has really penetrated our minds, and love in which we have rejoiced. Oh, the atrocity of the sin of a pardoned soul! An unpardoned sinner sins cheaply compared with the sin of one of God's own elect ones, who has had communion with Christ and leaned his head upon Jesus' bosom. Look at David. Many will talk of his sin, but I pray you look at his repentance, and hear his broken bones as each one of them moans out its dolorous confession. Mark his tears, as they fall upon the ground, and the deep sighs with which he accompanies the softened music of his harp. We have erred, let us, therefore, seek the spirit of penitence. Look, again, at Peter. We speak much of Peter's denying his master. Remember, it is written, he wept bitterly. Have we no denials of our Lord to be lamented with tears? Alas! 
these sins of ours, before and after conversion, would consign us to the place of inextinguishable fire if it were not for the sovereign mercy which has made us to differ, snatching us like brands from the burning. My soul, bow down under a sense of thy natural sinfulness, and worship thy God. Admire the grace which saves thee the mercy which spares thee the love which pardons thee. Hi this audio by from texttospeech.com Matthew 16:24 Then Jesus said to his disciples Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me